0: I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you're just starting out and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR coaches podcast. I'm your host, Heather Hommel, the MFR coach, and I'm doing a solo episode today. I have had so much fun doing so many interviews. And every so often, I like to come in here and just let my thoughts dump out and create a podcast with those. So every quarter, I run my group coaching program. And it's like this giant experiment in my business, which is the same as you guys out there creating your MFR businesses. Everything you do in your business is like a science experiment. What are you saying to your clients that's working? What isn't working? And what can you do differently next time? Is a great evaluative tool to really understand how your business is functioning and what is working. So you can quit doing the things that aren't working and you can continue to do the things that are working and always be improving those to make your business feel more fun and easy and more efficient as you grow and as you go on. So, I just love sharing the behind the scenes with you guys. I find my brain to be fascinating and hilarious and also a total asshole. And I think that a lot of you guys can relate to this. So my most recent experiment was my last selling of my last round of group coaching, which was round four. I can't believe I'm four rounds in and we are just getting ready to start our actual coaching program next week. When this airs, it's probably going to be September. So we'll be actually almost. Done with coaching and I'll be ready to launch my next coaching program. So that'll be interesting for when this actually comes out. So I was doing an experiment, but I don't even know that I was aware that I was experimenting. (laughs) And when you're your own lab rat and you're not experimenting on purpose, I think it can sometimes feel terrible. So recently I was speaking with my friend Mish, and you'll hear her on another episode of the podcast if you haven't already heard her. She's really awesome. But She's a really cool woman I met during my last coaching mastermind, and she worked with me to create all of the emails that I sent out during my last enrollment for group coaching. She also helped me write my sales page, which is on my website, and create a better way to communicate with my best fit coaching clients. And I learned the idea of best fit client from her as well. She's a total genius. So we were going over all of my processes and results from this last round, creating my fourth group for coaching. And typically I've done one-on-one Zoom calls with almost everyone who has ever bought anything with me as far as coaching goes. And there have been a few people who sign up each time, not ever speaking with me ahead of enrolling, but that's been really few and far between. So as I scale this coaching business, because like I've said before, I want to help All MFR therapists, right? And that's like thousands and thousands of people out there. And so eventually, as my business scales, there will be less hours in the day available for me to physically talk to each and every person. And the process will become smoother when it's one of me teaching to many of you at a time. So, in order to expand my capacity to serve more people and expand my capacity to just be less available, but more available at the same time. It's like a weird place to be because I'm so used to being one-on-one and hands-on and so readily available for everybody, but continuing on in that model will actually burn myself out (laughs) faster than I can create the results that I want. So, so my whole goal with this business strategy for this last group was to really lock down my messaging in written form. So on my sales page, on my website, on my email, on my social media, so that people could get their questions answered without needing to speak with me directly. And I did it. And it's been an awesome result. But in the process of this, I also went the longest I'd ever gone without coach for myself. And I've never done that since I started coaching. So it's kind of the same idea as like, you start in MFR and maybe you get regular treatment for a while and then life happens and happens and you fall off and you aren't getting treated. And then all of a sudden you feel horrible and you can't figure out why. <laughs> and it takes someone else being like, okay, um, are you getting treated? And it's, this is the same idea. So it's not a great idea when you're making any big move to quit getting MFR treatment, which I was still getting MFR treatment pretty regularly, as regularly as I can for where I live and going to seminars and being around MFR people. But the one thing that I didn't do because I allowed my brain to get really, really messy and dirty was not have a coach. So I think my rationale for that was I was in between masterminds. Usually I'm in a business mastermind with other women for six months at a time. And you get a lot of peer coaching in that and a lot of coaching in the group from the master coach and i just had a big break in between when my the one that i was in for a year ended and the new one that i was going to be joining began and it never occurred to me i think it did occur to me to hire someone privately but i had a lot of the same thoughts that i think probably my clients my MFR therapists that i coach have about continued coaching so i'm going to share all of that with you guys today so like I said earlier, typically I've done those one-on-one calls with everyone who's ever worked with me besides a few people. And I love them. They're so fun. I'm such a nerd. Like I love to nerd out about everybody's businesses so much that I love having that intimacy of knowing you know, your exact thoughts on your business and where you're going to need the most support but I've figured out this way to handle this within the group and it involves live coaching within the group a Facebook group where we can have private conversations together as a group and when I hear what's going on with more people multiple people in the group then I can start to create individualized coaching or coach it actually never ends up being just one person's problem so then I can create courses and mini trainings that address problems that people are likely to have. So then when they come to group coaching, they either have like a module they can watch on it for quick help, or they can just come and ask for coaching and get it coached out right there. So I've been experimenting with these different ways to educate and inform people about what I do, who I help, what I help them with and what results they can expect when we're done working together. This is continually happening. And as I get better and better and clearer and clearer, so do my best fit clients. And so does the ease at which people find me and decide to work with me. So I always talk about thinking about your business like a science project, like I said before, and being willing to do experiments and then evaluate what's working, what isn't working and what to do differently next time to get a different result. Here are the things I had happening all at once that were all experiments on their own, whether I wanted to agree with it or not. So I have not been without a coach or coaching group since June of 2020. My mastermind ended in March of 2022. And my next one starts August 22. I had a lot of thoughts about how much I was spending on coaching. So see, I have a very human brain. So these are some of my thoughts. This is I'm just going to give you my thought download about this. I'm spending too much. I should be careful. I can do this on my own. What am I even paying for? I need to spread my wings and see how I do. I'm capable of doing this on my own. It isn't that long until my next mastermind. I can do this. How bad could it be? I'm willing to be bad at it and see how I do. I should be able to do this without help. I've had enough coaching for now. I shouldn't need this much support. Something is probably wrong with me if I need or want continued help. At the same time, I also quit the other coaching program I had been enrolled in since I started coach training to save money. So folks, this is going to be my $36,000 lesson. (laughs) Side note, I don't think there is a right or wrong decision. I just want to be really transparent about my experience and leaving coaching to see how it goes is a very common thought amongst MFR therapists in coaching. And I think just anyone who is in the coaching world. So also for coaches and all humans, we all think we should be able to do things on our own and that somehow it'll be better. So Just keep this in mind for later on. So my goal with this fourth group was to sell 30 spots. I sold 18 spots. So in my brain, I failed. And in my previous rounds, I usually sold between 15 and 21 spots. So basically I just recreated what I had already done. And because it wasn't doubling what I had done before, because I thought I should be able to double by now, I didn't take any time to feel... Proud or good or amazing. And also keep in mind, I did this without any one on one calls, relying only on a webinar training I did, my landing page, my email, social media, word of mouth, no paid ads. So while I'm celebrating all of this now, and I can see what a huge accomplishment it is now, I spent so much time beating myself up, feeling really disconnected, feeling just Miserable. And that took me away from being connected to my clients, away from sitting in the magic of what was actually created and how many people I'm going to be able to help and just the exquisiteness of what was created. But I also know that I was operating from less than a half managed mind. And even though I suffered throughout that process with feeling unsure, alone, inadequate, disorganized, and overwhelmed even though I was more organized than ever, which, so it's just so funny, like how your thoughts create your reality. So I spent so much time feeling so terrible and it was completely optional, even though it felt completely true at the time. So as you can see, you can really do quite a bit with a less than half managed mind, which says a lot about our capabilities as humans and how much shit we can tolerate without spontaneously quitting, dying, or giving up altogether. So it's like, as long as you don't quit, you can probably handle it all, but how much more can you handle? How much more will you do when you have more than a half managed mind and also the support and help of someone seeing your blind spots? And that is where a coach comes in. I, for one, after experiencing what I just went through, and now that I have this insight will say that I'd much rather have the support of someone seeing my blind spots of helping me walk through what I'm thinking versus staying in that river of misery for an unnecessarily long period of time. I didn't even have the understanding that I'm knee deep in that river of misery and can just like wait out at any moment, right? Like I believed I was drowning at the bottom. So because I was left to my own accord, I just lounged there in the river of misery doing the back float or treading water like a frantic dog, unable to see the edge that I could just easily swim to. And this created more stress, more desperation, more graspiness, more separation between me and my goal and me and the people who I want to serve the most. Could I still sell my program and have success? Yes, I did. And I am successful and it's great. But what I can see now is that. Wanting to pinch pennies and to be tight actually created me being tight and being a penny pincher and and actually losing out on the bigger result that was possible for me. So is it worth every penny to have a coach? Yes, I do believe. I do believe when I have a coach I make more money, I serve at a higher level, I have less feelings of burnout, I have more self-esteem and just overall more happiness and contentedness if that's a word. When I have someone watching my brain for me, it's like I get to just be me and then I have someone else constantly feeding back to me that I'm doing like what's going on, what they're seeing because I can't always see what I'm creating for myself. I'm very I think I tend towards pessimism, which is fine, it helps me in a way, but it's so nice when someone else can be like is this necessary for you to to be like this in this situation and this is what I see. So, this is just so similar for us when we have our MFR clients come to us in physical pain or with a dysfunctional problem, we want to help them, they want us to help them. They start to feel better and it's better enough that they think that they should discharge from treatment. They shouldn't need your help any longer because they're fine enough. Only they have no idea what they're actually saying no to in the big picture and how close they are to feeling even better. And that better, like there is a better than just okay. Or their problem has now become small enough that they don't want to spend money on it anymore. Or they think they shouldn't, Have to spend money on it anymore. It's a subtle shift that happens in our clients' brains when they go from problem solving, like all in mode, to the middle part of the problem where it's not so uncomfortable, or they've kind of forgotten how bad it was. They don't remember all of the chaos that that pain was causing. And it just becomes less of a big deal in their brains. So they disconnect from the commitment of getting better. And they become half in instead of all the way in. And this is where you as the therapist want to always be on to them and where they're at in their experience of this. This is where educating, asking questions and actively engaging them in their progress will really pay off. And it will also help you to determine what is appropriate for future scheduling, selling and rebooking them. We all know what it's like to get talked into or pressured into something we don't really want to have or to do, or maybe we're excited about something in the beginning only to find out we aren't as interested later on. We also know that sometimes this is just part of the process and it doesn't mean we have to quit or that the client will quit or that anything or everything is so black and white. There's always a lot of middle ground. So the more awareness and care you can take to ensure that at the end of a treatment relationship, your clients have truly gotten what the best outcome is for them, for their level of commitment and for their goals, it really starts with you and your willingness to be uncomfortable, to ask the hard questions and to truly hear your clients, what they're saying, and be ready, willing, and able to risk that relationship and be ready to serve them at the higher level. And you can do that when your brain is so beautifully managed, because when a client comes to you and is, has decided that their problem is no longer big enough for them to be in the solving relationship with you for the problem, you're going to see it as that instead of seeing it as something has gone wrong or that you're not a good enough therapist. And when you can keep yourself from going into I'm not a good enough therapist mode and shutting down, you're going to be able to help them more. And yes, some clients will just self-discharge cuz they don't get it. They don't see the benefit anymore like they've reached their the end of their benefits. That's okay. But when you have a well-managed mind around your business, around how you work with your clients and your willingness to ask them hard questions, this is the gold. This is where coaching really helps you maintain those clients and also know when these discharges are going to happen. So you can be filling up your schedule all around these clients that are kind of in the middle. So that's how I would relate this kind of to my story of what I was going through is even though like nothing has gone wrong in my business. Nothing went wrong. Like everything is great. It's that part in the middle where with that unmanaged mind of mine, where, when I had the 18 people enroll and I made it mean something was wrong because it wasn't 30 or 40 that I disconnected from myself and from my ability to see where I could serve deeper and say more words and show up because I was busy contracting and feeling miserable. And I felt so vulnerable and ashamed that I couldn't show up anymore. I couldn't do one more Facebook live or one more zoom call to talk to people because I really wanted to run away and hide. And I wanted to take a nap because I just wanted it to be done and over and to go away. And now being on the other side of it and seeing that Really, technically, I'm super thankful it worked out the way it is. Like the people that I have enrolled are just freaking amazing. And everybody I've had in my groups so far have been amazing. I love every minute of coaching. So, just to have these people come and sign up and just want help and are willing to be coachable and learn these things so that they can keep their clients longer and get them better results and show up and create businesses out of nothing is so amazing. I just had a call today, you guys, from a client wanting to start MFR with me. And I haven't had my business for two years. So that just goes to show you that people are always looking for you wherever you're at, whatever stage of business you're in, there are people wanting to come in. And I get calls like this a few times a month. And like I said, I haven't even had my physical practice for two years. And I said to the woman on the phone, I'm like, Right now, I'm working very hard to get more therapists up and going with their businesses so that you never have the problem finding someone again. And it's a little awkward being the therapist that used to be here <laughs> and is no longer doing it, but I know that more therapists are coming and, and will be coming because of the work that I'm doing, even when I feel like people don't want what, what I have or people don't understand what I do or, or whatever, and I'm feeling awkward in, inside myself. That is why I pay so much money for coaching so that I, I can have those moments because as a human, your you know, life is going to be 50-50. Some of the time you're going to feel terrible. Some of the time you're going to feel great, but it helps me to just go through those periods of time faster and easier with more ease and like less drama. So I feel like you guys, my brain tends towards the drama. It's just very dramatic inside of me and that's okay. I don't want to change that about myself. I just want someone else to point it out in a nice way where I can be like, oh, literally when I had that conversation with Nish, she was like, How are you celebrating? And I was like, I don't even know how to celebrate this because I feel so miserable. And she was like, How do you, how much time are you spending feeling proud of yourself? And that really took me by surprise. And I was like, I don't even know if I know how to, right? I had spent so much time. Really practicing how to feel miserable. And when you practice those feelings and those like the thoughts that create those feelings more often, it will be more difficult for you to feel proud because you just don't know what that sensation feels like in your body. And likely when you're first experiencing it, it feels a little dangerous, like something's going wrong. So for the last few weeks, I've been practicing feeling proud of myself. So every time I think about my 18 clients, I just light up inside. It's like this warm, glowing feeling that starts at my toes and it goes all the way up my body and it stops at my abdomen and and it swells and it just feels so warm and good. And that's what proud feels like to me. So instead of it feeling like a five alarm fire, <laughs> it's starting to feel warm and glowy and good and ooey gooey. And I love it. And I just have to start practicing it more often, saying it out loud and allowing it to be safe for me to feel that way about myself. And I just encourage anyone listening to this to check in with yourself. Like how often do you feel proud about what you've created so far and how much time do you spend feeling negative or dissatisfied or disappointed in yourself because you're not where you think you should be? It's really important to call yourself out on that because I see this happen so many times. Therapists will in 12 weeks, less than 12 weeks, go from zero business to a open business, like where they've rented space. They have a website, they've got online scheduling, and they even have their first few clients. And then they will compare and despair the shit out of themselves until it's almost like they just switch from the excitement of all of that opening to holy shit. Now I have to depend on myself to have this business and pay my bills. And they start to zoom out so big picture wise. And like the goal is so huge that it becomes daunting and overwhelming. And then all they're thinking about is the job that they're going to have to go back to at the end of summer, or they're going to have to do this, or they're going to have to do this when it doesn't work out. And when you are spending any time in that model of it, not working out, you are wasting time. It not being in the model where it works out. And this doesn't mean go be crazy and spend a bunch of money and like don't make responsible decisions, whatever that means. But it means you are taking yourself away from the things that work in your business and spending a lot of time on the things that don't, just emotionally and mentally and probably physically. It creates blind spots and it's so subtle, it takes you away from what is working. So, if this is happening to you, just acknowledge it. Run through an evaluation. What is working? What isn't working? And what do you need to do differently next time? Not in a way that beats yourself up, but in a way that creates clarity. And if you can't answer these questions, you definitely need coaching. So, get in my program. Obviously, I've got 40 spaces. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This is another thing, too. Like, I have been very, hesitant to tell people how many spaces are available in my program, because I didn't want to look like I couldn't fill it up. Right. That's so silly. You guys who even cares. So for the next rounds of coaching, I'm going to open up 30 spaces. So for fall coaching, there will be 30 spaces available and we'll just see what happens. It's fine. If there's 15 people that sign up, I only want to coach the people that want to Show up for coaching that are all in and ready to go, and they can't wait to have my help. I can't wait to coach those people. And if that's you, I'm saying, let's go, let's get on it. So, coaching is going to open again every quarter, and there will be 30 spots available in the next round. I'm committed to that and I'm proud of it. And whether or not I am able to sell 30 spots is to be determined. I haven't done it yet. I know I'm going to eventually, and I'm scaling my business to support that with support staff and employing more people to help me, which is really fun. And as I learn how to do these things, then I am able to coach at another level for you guys for scaling your businesses and your practices, because everything I do in my coaching business just totally translates into an MFR practice. So at the end of the day, a lot of business is business. and. When I'm doing things, I kind of want a coach that knows the people that I'm working with and knows the struggles and knows the loneliness of being a single practitioner. So, thank you guys for listening to my heart on this and to (laughs) the emotional pain that I was going through and for continually listening to the podcast. I really appreciate you all out there. We are having so many downloads and It's fun. The word on the MFR coach is starting to spread. And I love it because this is a really fun business. And I appreciate you all being here. So I'll see you guys next week on another episode of the MFR Coaches podcast. Have an awesome week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. My goal is to help all MFR therapists stop under earning and burning out. I have several resources available for you. Read my book the MFR Coach's guide to having your own MFR business available on Amazon and at advanced John Barnes MFR seminars. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll always have fresh content each and every week. Join my group coaching program. Enrollment opens four times per year. We take all the information I teach and lay down the foundation for your six figure MFR business. It's more than just raising rates, but you'll make that the hardest part. Then expand into the business owner who delivers your rate like it's just the news and who can sell MFR to anyone in any situation. I'll show you how. Get on my email list, follow me on social media at The MFR Coach, and visit my website for more information on group enrollment, themfrcoach.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.